0: Welcome to Next Gen Movement, our sole mission to empower tomorrow's leaders by harnessing and unleashing collective wisdom, lessons, and experiences of thought leaders within the community. Our guest today is Jeff Jowett. Um, so, Jeff's had a, a long standing career in the fitness industry from being a co founder of Vision Personal Training to starting the Body Trim Movement, then moving on to the Weight Loss Institute. Uh, and now found himself uh, starting the JOWIC Method, uh, Mindset Training for Weight Loss, Health and Life. So, it's uh, it's our absolute honor to have Jeff on the show today. So, thank you, Jeff.
1: Great to be here, fellas. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jeff. Man, I've heard a lot about you, man. So, we were actually thinking about getting you on early days. Zach's been ranting and raving. So, yeah, we were... You know, we we were quite keen to get you on, so we were actually going to have Tope on the call today too. But he had to he had a meeting he couldn't miss, so uh, his apologies. But yeah, man, we're super grateful uh, to have you on the show. No
0: worries, fellas. No worries. So I guess why we or how how R J and I kind of started um, this along with Tope and Paris is just we we kind of wanted to or found found that in terms of sharing information we were able to grow and learn a lot quicker and ultimately help help us um, achieve some of our goals. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of work with with you, Jeff, in terms of, you know, especially that goal setting. Um, and I guess my, my first question is, um, you, you spoke a little bit about why goals don't work. And, and, and you've gone a little bit against the grain in terms of what a lot of the success coaches have, have told us about manifesting and, and creating the life that you want to create. I mean, what, what, what? Why do you think you've got an opposing view? What is the view? And 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 if you can share a bit more on that. So,
2: regarding goal setting, I've put some ratios in place, and you know, here's the caveat, everyone. Uh, the reason I've created these methods is I fucked everything up professionally many, many times. Not once, not twice, but three times. So, what I'm about to tell you today is not theory and it's not hypotheticals. It's the bloke who fucked it all up and uh, was the absolute blessing to begin living a different way. And yeah, ego is the enemy, but we'll get to that later. Now, goal setting, we've got to have goals, but if we just stare at them all the time and rub our belly button, contrary to what the manifesting gurus say that charge you 30 grand for a manifestation course, Which is awesome for them. It doesn't work for you. It sells programs because no one doesn't, no one wants to do anything. I can just sit there and manifest. Awesome. I'm here to tell you what works and what doesn't. From the bloke again who did some good stuff and some not so good stuff. So goals are good, but I've got ratios. 90% of your time's got to be in the process. 10% of your time and headspace goals and outcome most people do it the other way around they focus on their goals and the deadline now here's what happens when you focus on results goals you get overwhelmed when you focus on the process behind the goal you get the result staring at a vision board and your goals and the leaderboard unless i'm doing it wrong doesn't do anything you gotta get deep in the process. You gotta, as the athletes say, trust the process, be in the process, live in the process. And the outcome and the goal is a byproduct of process. We get up in our head, we're focusing on where we're gonna be next week. Unless you've got a time capsule, you can't go to next week. You've got to stay where you are, focused where you are. Present in the process is the way to do it. So For me, goals are critical, but you've got to understand the ratios. Yes, look up, where am I going? It's like the GPS in your car. Let's say you haven't been somewhere. You get in the car if you've got a GPS. You you type in where you're going. You go start. And then hopefully you look at the road. Because if you keep looking at the GPS, you're going to crash. So the GPS is the goal, the outcome, where you want to be, and then you come back to the process.
1: Hmm. That's a, that's a very, very good answer, Jeff, and it really makes me think about conversations that I have with Zach, actually. Zach and I've had multiple conversations in, in the selling game because one of the things that I notice about the selling game is that many people get caught up in the outcomes and the revenue targets. And then they get overwhelmed and what they forget to do is do the activity, the consistent and persistent daily grind that really delivers an outcome and gets you there. So it's an interesting, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing because on one hand, we live in a society that talks about dreaming and, you know, dream big and, and think big. But dream is also the cousin of sleep, right? And for we're sleeping, we're actually not actually doing anything. So I think that's a really valid point. And I want to know how did you actually how did you actually come to that paradigm? What made you realize that the process was where the magic really is? Oh uh, mate, I got to a stage.
2: I'm forty two. I wasn't happy. Uh, I'd made a lot of money, had some status and profile. My, my success markers were, were wrong. I'd I now say things like service, not status. And even something you touched on before, like the daily grind, if you're serving others, if you're coming from a place of love, not fear, and you are being of service, it's no longer a grind. It's only a grind when it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Problem is so many people are transaction-based and everything is a means to an end. Well, it's always going to be a grind when it's a means to an end. We've got to be deep where we are in sales and business and life. We're generally thinking, what can I get? What can I get? No, Well, how can I serve? How can I serve? So when I say, to, when you know, you're going into a meeting, the first thing you've got to do is get into the right state and be completely present. So the phone goes on silent and you flip it over so you can't see it flashing. And your whole universe is that person or persons for that next five, ten, twenty minutes or an hour that you're with that person and that's your universe and that's your world and you are focused on them, not you.
0: I guess touching on that, I mean obviously you mentioned before you fucked it up three times. Can you can you give us a little bit of insight around you know, I'm sure you would have done a lot of um, self-evaluation in that in that period and you know RJ and I are both Alcoholics as well, and recovering alcoholics. So Beautiful. I think uh, we, we more than what most probably sympathise with what you may have been through at that point. But um, yeah, you can kind of enlighten us some of those conversations sure. you in yourself. And again, mate, how that uh, shaped your view of the world today. Well,
2: well mate, it was, uh, whatever I had was never enough. Disease of more, as I call it. Disease of more, disease of when. When I get the Maserati, when I get the penthouse, When I'm in Santorini, when I'm in Ibiza, it'll be awesome. And we spend our whole life trying to be somewhere else than where we are. That is insanity because we can never be anywhere else other than where we are. And most people wrestle with where they are to get to where they want to be. It's a contradiction in terms. For me, first Business Vision PT, we did really well. Uh, and for me personally, until I started to compare myself to clients who had Ferraris and whatnot, and I didn't. So I thought it was happening too slow and it wasn't enough and we need to do more and ego kicked in. And when I started that business, it was all about serving others and, and, and really contributing into their life. and And it went really well for me until that point changed and then ego took over and I made a lot of bodgy decisions and then I started body trim that was a winner but but really I did that out of fear not love and it was I want to show everyone what I can do and I want the biggest brand and I want I, I I I I and and for a period of time I got that but I also got misery and despair and addiction and pain and isolation and loneliness and depression and all of the above, because the drivers were wrong. I was doing it for the wrong reasons, and I did it a bunch of times. So go again, go again, go again, and you progressively make more bad choices. If you if you're feeling desperate, we generally do desperate things. And when when I made some poor choices, I thought I've got to catch up with everyone else. I've got to get back where I was, and best thing that ever happened was that everything broke the wheels fell off the axle snapped we ran out of juice we had dodgy oil it all went bad and then i had to just sit in the misery take myself off to aa every day and um it was like someone pulled out the plug and then over a while and it was probably 18 months of that and then we put the plug back in and and uh change the lens and you know we've, everyone talks about abundance but you can't have an abundant life until you feel abundant with what you've got right now and if you've got a roof over your head the rent or the mortgage is paid and food on the table it's perfect it's actually perfect and if you're saying to yourself yeah but well you haven't learnt the lesson yet because how much do we actually need so when we believe that, not just say it and read it and talk about it, but feel it and believe it, you unlock potential, power, clarity, consciousness that most people never come across. And when you can be in that space, you somehow find, uh, I guess, an intelligence that you won't have in a place of ego. So for me, the ego stuff took me down the wrong road uh, when it was stripped away. And and our identity for so many is our car, house, title, business, and that's not your identity, you're a human. Who cares if you're the GM or the MG or the the janitor or the bloke putting the lights in, it just doesn't matter. We're Mm. humans, some people do Some people lead, some people follow, some people clean, some people, but who cares? Mm. We've got to get over ourselves and stop this status, this status thing that I'm more important. No one's more important. And that's super critical in this discussion today. And when you start to embrace that, ironically, you take on more leadership, you take on more responsibility. You have an opportunity to serve others more but to an unconscious person, you will appear more important. But you're not doing it for that reason. You're doing it to serve and contribute. And if you stay aligned to those core values, your platform will grow without the angst and the pain attached.
1: That's a, a phenomenal answer, Jeff. And I, th- there's a couple things that you touched on. I think one is is gratitude. The other is, you know, Serene acceptance of where we're at. I was having a conversation with a, a lady the other day and she was talking about the work she does in Bangladesh and how people seem happy even though they're in poverty. And I questioned her, I said, Well, are they happy or do they serenely accept at a deep level where they're at? And she thought that was probably a better way of, of framing it because I think using the word happiness. Is fraught with danger because happiness looks and means very different things to different people. Mm. And I think what you're talking about is really accepting where we're at. And once we accept where we're at, then we know well, then we can determine where we're going. The other thing that I heard you talk about was the ego. And I think that's really the ego is is something that I quite I find quite fascinating. And I, I want to ask you, do you think the ego in itself is the enemy or do you feel it's more about aligning the ego with values and service? Because on one hand, I think the ego and I guess it's how you define the ego, but on on one hand, the ego can manifest itself in very dark ways, but also it can be mobilized to do very powerful things, I think, if used for the right reason. So I just want to get your perspective on is it alignment of the ego or do you think the ego in itself is, 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 is a no-go? A
2: very astute question. I believe that, that, well, there's a few layers to it. So short answer, alignment's critical without a doubt but we still have to, but, but even if we point it in the right direction, if we're coming out of ego, even though the work we do will be better and will contribute more, we still, if it's done out of ego, it won't equate to our own personal fulfillment, mm. happiness, mm. if you will, uh, because, I don't think the driver's right. You can get a lot of momentum out of ego, but I don't think that again, if we're doing it for that reason, I don't know if it's sustainable long term. Again, the, the service, not status piece. But if you you know, if you point your ego in the right direction and you help a shitload of people, it's still good. But I don't know if your cup's gonna feel full. It's infinitely better than than, you know, being a, a bloody drug dealer and doing it that way and making heaps of dough and obviously it's infinitely better than doing it that way for the world but for you to personally feel full Mm -hmm. and we've always got the egoic self the shadow self it's always a human condition of course it is and you know someone goes down a spiritual path and next minute they're banging on about how spiritual they are well that's ego or i don't i don't drive flash cars anymore because you know that's ego you don't need to talk about what you do or you don't do
0: you just you just do and it's such a paradox that we, uh, that we face I guess what and I always um find, do, do you think Jeff if you could go back and do it all again would you do things differently
2: and that's what everybody needs to understand. Everything's perfect where it is right now. Nothing's out of place. We live in an infinite universe. There's more bloody stars in the sky than grains of sand on the all the beaches in the world. If we think we've got a better plan than what's really going on, well, we are more unconscious than we realise. We are all exactly where we are meant to be at this point in time. So everything always serves. It always serves. There's no mistakes. We're right where we're meant to be. And Mm. I look at the work that I get to do now, the people I get to work with now. It's incredible. None of that would be possible if I was the fucking CEO of Wankerville like I was for many, many years. So I needed to be bashed, brutalated, flogged, because if I didn't pay attention to the tappity-tap-tap, tap, you're going the wrong way. I just kept going with my way. So, mate, it's perfect. And anyone in the struggle right now, awesome. Perfect. That's when you grow. You don't grow when it's easy. You grow when it's hard. The muscles don't grow in the gym by lifting air. You lift the heavy weights and the muscles grow. And it's the same with this. But we you know, we think, oh, woe is me. It's all hard. I'll be happy when I'm over the bump life is a series of bumps and challenges (laughs) it's an obstacle course we've got to enjoy them you never like oh i've made it said no one ever so you've got to get you got to just find good problems to solve alignment with purpose is so much more important than anything else and also that thing about happiness versus acceptance i totally agree like buddhism talks about non-attachment because suffering is attachment so whether it's happiness or acceptance, I think happiness is acceptance. It it it, 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 it you, you, you get happy by by non attachment, non resistance, not resisting where we are. Whatever we resist, what where where we are, we're never gonna be. What well, we will never be happy. We'll never. We got to accept where we are and look for the good. And there's heaps of good, but you've got to evolve enough to have the eyes open to see that where I am is where I'm meant to be and if people watching this if their life is chaotic I hate to be the bearer of bad news but you're the chaos because you attract what you are not what you want so you're either the calm or the chaos and if your life is chaotic you're the chaos so it's always get the mirror And I always, have a look at yourself, I say the two keys always to personal transformation and growth, awareness and ownership, because you can't change what you can't see. And if you are deep in ego, you can't see anything. You always think it's the other bloke, it's his fault, it's her fault, it's not me. Mustafa, shit. Are they? Are they shit? Probably not. In fact, they're definitely not. It's just the, the the leadership shit, i.e. you who's saying everyone else is no good, it's always you. But that's a hard tool to swallow and most can't swallow it, so that's why they never get where they deserve to be or could be in their lives.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting one, Jeff. in in this uh point about personal transformation, when somebody comes to you with dysfunction in all areas of their life what's your strategy to get them on to simplify things to get them on a path towards transformation so I will I'll guess I'll, I'll give you a, a bit of insight as to why I'm asking you this question so for me alcoholism and addiction in hindsight based on where I'm at today, was a blessing because it enabled me to focus on my dysfunction and ultimately transform. But I needed a crisis to transform as an individual. So for me, when anyone asks me, well, where do you start? It's, well, focus on where the dysfunction's at because ultimately where that dysfunction's at is where we'll get the wins and the realizations when we're able to face that dysfunction and start to move through it how do you not get overwhelmed or how, when you're, when you're coaching someone, where do you, and how do you start the process mate? Well,
2: we've got to look at, there's a few things there. Uh, ultimately we've got to understand the root cause. So root cause. So the drink, the drug, food, alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, smoking, shopping, Etc. They're numbing agents. We are escaping, and ejecting, and numbing our reality. So we've got to where, where, and why? Where and why are we doing this? Where is it coming from? What's happened? What, what, what are we? What's brought us to this point? Why do we feel not enough? Really, and getting in. So if someone's binge eating, like why? drinking drugging all the time why? What? So we've got to get we got to get under, underneath it a bit under thing. why why were we why were we doing these these um, behaviors? Why were we doing this sort of stuff? So for me I need to get people to feel safe, to be vulnerable enough to share really what's gone on going on. Why they calm present still? Why can't we get to that? Where is the overwhelm coming from in a where is the noise? What's it saying? And then we start to look at success markers and how we define ourselves. Because a lot of it is how we define ourselves and I'm not there and I'm a failure. And so we've got to unpack that. And generally it it's all of this, uh, adds up to changing the lens changing the way we look at the world and ourselves and in many ways nothing changes but everything changes it's our internal world and how we view ourselves and when we can we can look at that with a different lens then we can really work on the external
0: phenomenal and and just you know everything you're saying i'm nodding and I'm. I'm as I said I had the pleasure of working with you and getting to know you better for the last four months and it's um, it is man, it, it, it's so transformational just the little things and the, and it's it's amazing over a period of time the little things add up into big things and you get, you get the, um, the amazing change well, obviously you've done a lot of work on yourself um, from where you were to where you are today and, and knowing you you know you continue to work on yourself. Um, quite hard in terms of, you know, from observation, moving more into that spiritual, you know, I guess, almost Buddhism thinking. Um, I mean, what what does the personal development look like for on, on a sort of a day-to-day basis and how important is that for you um, in the growth of where you want to get to?
2: Well, it's a good question. And, uh, mate, well, thank you for the kind words. Uh, very much appreciated, and, and uh, I can say the same for you, my, my young friend, that, that's for sure. You uh, definitely walk the walk, and uh, it's, it's, um, it, it's to be commended. I think, that, look, for me, a big part of the battle, again, for people is a lot of people go down and they, they do meditation courses, and it's all great, great, but it we present most of the time. Are we actually in the moment? Have we acquired that skill so we can read all the books and do all the courses? But if we if we can't actually come back and be still, and I do little breathing exercises that might just be a couple of conscious breaths and pull me back in and come back to now, and and then of course I I I listen to a lot of the Eckhart Tolle stuff and and uh, the late Wayne Dyer, very good. The principles of Buddhism are phenomenal. The key Buddhism principles are great. Uh, Lao Tzu, the Tao Te Ching written 2,500 years ago, phenomenal as well. All of the great works from those people. Uh, But then it's in the implementation and the daily practice, the daily practice of gratitude, the daily practice of presence. Most people have read it all, but we don't do it. So nothing I say is revolutionary. It's in the execution and it's, it's keeping it top of mind, and you know, gratitude's a daily practice. You don't just, you know, oh yeah, you've got to be grateful, and you're set for life. You got to practice it and stay aligned to it each day. And it's the same thing with the awareness. You've got it. Whoa, hang on, time out. Catch yourself. Catch yourself. You know, Eckhart Tolle says, don't engage in the human drama. It's easy to <clears throat> straight down the hole. Next minute, you having a you know a heated discussion with someone like let it go let it go like do we need to really engage so catch mm. yourself so the awareness piece is critical so for me if I'm tired it's hard so you got to go to bed and get sleep and you got to do the basics most people they you know they cut corners I'm busy I have got time mm. to sleep well, or enough sleep well if you're tired you can't do all this shit because you, mm. you've you got it you got to set yourself up to win and if you're Living on not enough sleep, you know, that's one of the basic things. Drink enough water. Don't drink too much booze. Obviously, we don't drink any. That's it. another part of the awareness. Like, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't drink booze. Pretty simple. But most people, they, they can't do that. It all gets, you just got to take it out of your universe. You've got to change your DNA. You've got to just, that's not who I am anymore. I, I, I was an alcoholic and and I, and I was an addict. And that's great that's great but it doesn't define me I just know that they're things I don't touch and I get on with getting on and I live my life and you know I channel that addictive personality into riding horses playing a bit of golf coaching people but I do it with boundaries and rules I I, you know I ride horses a couple of days a week I play golf a little bit but I'm not on the golf course every day and I'm not trying to fucking win the Melbourne Cup so You've just, if you've got an addictive personality, you've got to be aware of that as well. Because whatever you touch, if you're an addict, boom, mm. next minute you're trying to qualify for the US Masters Golf or friggin' ride in the Melbourne Cup. So, awareness, it's all about awareness. And people think, "I'll oh, I'll do a bit of personal development, then I'll be sweet. You've got to be doing a little bit of personal development for the rest of your life. Every day, the practice, the reading, listening, breathing, podcasts, you know, things like in terms of my personal development i don't watch television Mm. it's just toxic like Mm. anyone watching married at first sight luck having a good day it's just the the energy around that's horrendous so just that sort of absolute dribble human dribble i just don't even i don't even i don't know it's on tv Mm. because i see it on the bloody buses everywhere it's on all the buses and unconscious humans Mm. love to watch that so I don't engage in any of that. I'll listen to Oprah's podcast, Soul Sundays, I think it's called. She's very good, uh, and just people who are, are further down the path than I am, who are awake, not asleep, and realizing that there's more to us than the uh, the Rolexes and the Armani suits and and all that jazz. And if you love nice suits and nice watches, get a few. But if they control you, they define you. You, your your identity is that. Well, good luck being happy and good luck serving. You can't serve if your success markers are status-based. So important.
1: Yeah, there's a lot in that, Jeff. And uh, a friend of mine put out a challenge on LinkedIn that I'll be engaging on Friday where it's a, like, you know, you shoot a one-minute video explaining who am I. And for me, that's a very interesting proposition because I align with your philosophy. And, what, you know, that the philosophy really that I'm really hearing from you is one of shedding, simplification, moving away from we come into this world we accumulate things, we put labels on everything, we move in this trajectory that we feel we're supposed to because that's what society tells us to. And then in, some of us are fortunate in be it we have a spiritual experience or a spiritual awakening. And then we start to create simplicity. For me, I used to think being busy was being successful. And now I just look at it as being inefficient and scattered. Because I'm everywhere but nowhere. And there's so much in what you've just said around simplification and shedding. And it really, for me, it's gonna be an interesting piece on Friday when I answer that question, who am I? And if I think about that question that's changed over the last few years, and I wanna ask you, how has who Jeff Jowett is, how has that actually changed for you over the last few years? How would you have answered that question before? And how would you answer that question now?
2: Great, great question. So when I was, I'll tell you how, so when I started vision personal training, most people used to call me Jeff vision. (laughs) I, I was the vision guy. When I did body trim, I was the body trim guy. Ah. When I had the Maserati, I was the guy with the Maserati. Maserati Jeff, Vision Jeff, Body Trim Jeff. So it was always, that my identity was always businesses and stuff. And the reality is that Until you can strip all of that away, you're never gonna find yourself. And we are now. I'm not gonna get it. I'm not talking about man-made religion here. But we are. We we, we are. You know, children of the universe. That that we. That's what we are. And the rest is just stuff that we do along the way. We're not. Hmm. I'm not. What I'm a speaker. Well, I'm pretty sure everyone's a speaker. They got a mouth. Like, the reality is most people just need to calm the fuck down. They just honestly need to calm the fuck down. John McGrath says this so well. Like, in real estate, he goes, guys, you need to just calm down. All you do is sell houses. That's it. Calm the fuck down. (laughs) Like, it's just... It is comical, the ego in society. Mm. What are we? Well, again, infinite universe. We are we are sons and daughters of the universe. We are spirit. We're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience without a shadow of a doubt. This ain't the end of the road, this meat carcass that we bowl around in, in my humble opinion. <laughs> but yet, you know, you go down the main street of Sydney and, and, It is hysterical, the importance that people have on themselves. It's fucking funny. It's funny what people think of themselves. And reality check for anyone watching, you're not that fucking important. None of us are. And until you realise that you are one of billions of equal fucking importance, you'll never get it. CEO, I couldn't give a fuck. I'd rather talk to a janitor about his family than some wanker banging on about his company. I could not give a rat's ass. Bloke on the cover of BRW couldn't think of anyone worse to hang out with. (laughs) Young Rich List vomit in my mouth. It's rubbish. Now, I was that bloke, that toolkit wanker. That was me. It's, it's dog shit. Mm. Mate, I, I much prefer talking to the barista at the 24-hour cafe just about life than hearing some dickhead bang on about, like, how are you going? Oh, mate, I'm doing this and I, 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 I. Oh, my Lord, fuck, shoot me in the face. <laughs> People just banging on about their importance. Who cares? You know, the minute you start talking about yourself, flip it. How are you? What's going on? How are the kids? How's Christy? She's into the, the hockey. How's she going? How's the dog? Where is the dog? <laughs> Go get the dog. The rest is just horse shit. Mm. Most people, though, have to do what I did. Because I and by the way, guys, no judgment. When I'm watching, I was the biggest fuckwit of fuckwits. So there's no. Ju- I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just explaining that if you are in that world, you ain't ever gonna find bliss, joy, freedom, peace, love for you or anyone else.
0: Mm.
2: Your identity, well, you're vibrating matter, vibrating matter with spirit in an infinite universe. The rest is horseshit. The rest is a story that you tell yourself about you and what's important about you and I've got I've got to get to these meetings and, I, yeah, again, busy. So I think a great answer is when your life's going good, mate, you must be flat out. No, not really. No. Why the fuck do you want to be flat out? Like mm. why? Badge of honour. And the award this week for the most flat out busy person, Steve mm. Smith. Come on up, Steve. Steve couldn't be here tonight because he's busy. <laughs> He's busy being busy. He's busy, busy being, being, being up. busy. <laughs> and the busiest busy person for 29 like it's just a comedy act. It's a fucking South Park episode, really. <laughs> so that's that's my thoughts on what most you know, unfortunately the unconscious society that we live in fueled by ego. Like, that's not success for me. I'm about to go hit some golf balls. So I can beat Zach on Friday. No, no, just kidding. He'll he'll kick my ass. But like, I get some golf balls. I ride horses twice a week. I walk my dogs every night. If I can do that, I'm the luckiest, most successful bloke in the world. If I help enough people. I make a bit of dough. Tick, tick, tick. Done. Awesome. I I um I put a post up the other day. I bought a little car the other day. I'm not telling everyone to buy a shit car. By the way, don't take it literally. But I bought a three thousand dollar Hyundai gets. And, uh, mate, it's a weapon. It is a weapon. And um, the last car I had was a top-of-the-line Maserati on-road new. They're about 300. And so let's just, you know, that was 300 on-road new. Uh, and this cost me three. One percent of the price, and I'm a thousand times happier. And I drive the road, down the road in this little manual. I like little manual cars. They're fun. And I'm loud with this, I get there to go and coach and speak and, and serve. And I'm happy, fanging around in that Maserati, like like. The, the loudest. Does it really need to be that loud, Jeff? Mm-hmm. That people in five fucking suburbs away <laughs> can hear you. Well, probably not. Well, it's funny, like, because again, I was that bloke now, Anyway, they come that they rev their loud car their loud motorbike. I'm like, what a fucking knob! Do mm. you need to rev it? I don't know if you do need to rev it, there, champ. I'm pretty sure the motor's on. Like, it's just funny. But, but that was me. I needed to be seen. Look at me, everyone! I thought I'd get on TV every day. I'll be happy. Uh, pretty sure you won't. Pretty sure most people on TV are not happy
0: Mm.
2: because they want more look at me hi I'm over here look Mm. how about how about people stop and think you know what really aside from all that bullshit who do I want to be what do I want to do like for me now I want to work hard to open an animal sanctuary to have 20 horses rescue horses that would be dog food otherwise pigs and goats and and just immerse myself in the energy of these beautiful animals and save their little lives and just, that'd be magic. And that that's what it looks like to me down the line. It doesn't mean it has to look like that for the viewers, but stuff that looks some meaning and depth. And normally things that you buy from Versace don't have a whole heap of meaning and depth. So, Again, you like nice suits. Go buy a bunch, but don't think when you got them on, you're gonna feel awesome. Mm. They're not going. They don't fill the tank. They're nice. I'm not saying they're not nice, but they don't fill the tank.
1: Would you and say again, they, would say? Jeff? Would Would you say they work until they don't work?
2: It's like the drink worked until it didn't work, mm. mate. The alcohol worked until it stopped working. The drugs work until they stopped working, right? So yeah, they're band aids. Mm. they're band-aids and the people that you know we talk about role models but if you're looking for a role model to to model yourself off don't pick someone famous because most of them are generally not doing it for the reasons that we're talking about here some are not not everyone but there's a bloke down the cafe mario and this bloke no one knows him but Incredible construction business, husband, father, humble. No one knows who he is, but he's just this beautiful soul who lives with humility. They're the people that oh, I want to model off. Mm. Not business as good, let's call the Finn review and get a fucking write up. Why? So the ATO can do an audit. <laughs> like fucking like insanity. Just crazy.
1: Oh, you funny. I haven't I met you earlier, Jeff?
2: I don't know, but we have now, brother.
0: Fuck. <laughs> well, mate, we're sort of getting to the end of it, Jeff. So just just before we go again, we just want to say, mate, thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been a good laugh, and uh, as it always is. And now, uh, I guess we just want to give you um, a, a thirty second plug just to uh, talk about what you're doing and uh, you know how people can kind of reach you and, and get a little bit more if they're interested in uh, learning a bit more of your wisdom. Sure. Well, boys, first, you know, thanks for having me. been lovely to,
2: the opportunity to have a chat to everyone. I run a little mindset coaching community. It's called The Jowett Method. People can go to thejowettmethod.com and they can just jump in. And I do this at 6am, we've moved from to Friday and 7pm at night. And it's just chunks of live mindset that get people ready for the day to go out there and do what they do, whether it's weight loss or business or life. And, uh, mate, I love it. It's a great little tribe. Zach's in it, the superstar. And, um, mate, that's where you can find me.
0: Brilliant. And, and, and typical on our, on our um, interviews, we, we, we always sort of leave the viewers with one uh, common question between each interviewee. So if you could impart one piece of game-changing advice to the next generation,
2: Jeff, what would that be? That's a great question. Uh, Stop comparing yourself to other people. Flowers blossom at different times. The flowers in the garden bed are not looking over. The seed in the garden's not looking over at the flower going, fuck me. How am I still a seed and that prick's a flower? But we do. We look over that fence and we're like, bloody John, fucking John. Look at him going and I'm still stuck here. Stop comparing and stop competing. You're right where you are meant to be. Be humble. Stay authentic. People talk about integrity. You can't have integrity 98% of the time. It's your daily actions that will define you, not your achievements. So there you go. Thank you so much,
1: gentlemen. Jeff, Jeff, we really, really wanted to just say thank you, mate. We really appreciate the time. We really appreciate you. And I'll be definitely connecting with you outside of this forum, mate. Thanks for your time, huh? No worries, fellas. Lovely to chat with you both.